This is the Rich Eisen Show. We talk about things that others don't discuss. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Been listening to you guys since day one. You guys are phenomenal. The Rich Eisen Show. What's the name of your establishment? Red's Corner Bar. Are you red? Yes, sir. Do you dye your hair? Rich Eisen, today's guests, ESPN NBA analyst Jeff Van Gundy, Cavaliers forward Kevin Love, Rolling Stones chief TV critic Alan Seppenwald, Mojo founder Ben Sherwood, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh man, hey, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live here in Los Angeles, California. I am your humble host, and we've got a... We've got an all-over-the-map uh, three-hour show talking sports, pop culture, play-in tournaments, unwritten rules of baseball, <laughs> youth sports, midnight run, um, and uh, and then, you know, a lot of hoops in particular. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy and Kevin Love are our first two guests talking about last night, talking about tonight, talking about what we will see maybe over the next two months. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. Hey, How are you, Mike Del Tufo? What's I'm up, Mikey? Well. How you doing? DJ How you Mikey doing? D is oh, in yeah. D's nuts. Good to see you over there. How are you? In the Good mix. to see you, TJ Jefferson. How are you over there? It's always a pleasure to be here. It's Rich, a pleasure. Quiz. It's a pleasure to see you, sir, as always. Um, so, <laughs> told you. Sometimes you need a friend in sports. Sometimes you need a friend oh. in sports to step back and man, think man. that the imminent danger for your team or the writing that's on the wall sometimes uh, isn't the writing that's on the wall and sometimes may be erased before, obviously, the writing is usually on the wall. <laughs> the but writing's the, coming. The, I'll stop talking in code. I told you Jason Tatum's been throwing the ball uh, at the rim like it's splashed down in the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> for like a month, and you've seen that. You know that. Yeah, You're a diehard Celtic watched, fan. You know it. Game. And you're like, well, here comes Westbrook with his 20-20-20 and Bradley Beal, who got edged out by Steph Curry for the scoring title. Here they come. Wizards have uh, made a run to get into this 7-8 game and have a one-win-on-the-road opportunity to be the seventh seed. And um, you thought what was going to happen last night. Yeah, just the way we've been playing all year, the up and down, the roller coaster, the injuries, COVID, Brown's now out. I just... I wasn't expecting that last night. Number zero to the rescue. He was very like worried. This I'll just tell I, you know I don't know if there's anybody in the league, certainly at his position. Let's put it this way: certainly at his position, his size, whose three pointers don't move the net. They just hit the back <laughs> of the iron and go straight down. Right down. Right, like like it's going down a chimney, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and the arc is so high too. It's so just, high, you know. And it, and and it just boop bottom. He's so amazing. You're so lucky. Oh, and I know dude. Danny Ainge gets so much crap in that town, and some of it may be deserved. I, I don't follow the Celtics as closely as you do, but the fact that sorry, um, TJ, he was able to say we don't want faults. How about you know we make a swap here, and I'll get Tatum is maybe one of the greatest Kaiser Soze tricks a general manager has been able to pull off in quite some time. And I know if the process has worked out for you, don't worry about it. You're no, the man. one seed. You're the one seed. It's all good. Chris and I talk about this all, all the good. time, Rich. It, it infuriates me that the Sixers should have Jason Tatum. And oh, yeah. Angels yeah. took him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. He's ours. <laughs> He's yours. Hopefully for a good, very Hopefully long forever. time. It hurts. Fitty. A fitty piece. And the Celtics are now sitting at home. 
So let's yeah. let's hold off the Brad Stevens let's, needs to yeah, be fired chill, stuff, which is the bit. dumbest thing ever. <laughs> dumbest. When you said, you know, maybe this because I mean, that's been a first take topic. But I mean, we see all the first take and undisputed topic bars on TV when we walk in the door. And I'll be honest with you, <laughs> I, as much as I love Stephen A. Smith and I adore this man, he's one of my favorite people. He's our first in-studio guest, you know, and since we shut down due to covid mm-hmm. Uh, his producers, I don't know how they come up with this stuff. It's really just some mental jujitsu to come up with just <laughs> these 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 things that few people really argue about or talk about. And you're yeah, like, that, why that are we even having this conversation? And this is from somebody who's got to talk about something for three straight hours. DP gave me so much crap yesterday when I started our, our interview by saying, hey, how are you cobbling together three hours? <laughs> you know, how, what, what's your process, man? I'd love to know because we're, you know. We just like talking about whatever we want to talk about, you know, and, and, and Dan said the same thing. But I don't get – I digress. But the number of times that I'm seeing on the topic bar of the, of the first take undisputed conversations about Brad Stevens being on the on the chopping block, should he go? How much is he to blame? And I turn to you. I, I said to you, on behalf of Nick fans and, and, and Eastern Conference basketball fans – Please yep. let Brad Stevens go. Please yeah, let, let him go. Let him go back to Indiana. Please I mean, let him go. What are we doing? Please let him go. Let me pack your bags. Brad. So all said and done, so you're now sitting back with oh, with great. four or five days oh, off. It's great. It's great. Right? It's great. They're the seventh seed. You held your home territory. Bottom line is in this day and age of playing tournaments where it's really weird because it's kind of like that phantom zone of 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 basketball. Because this game last night, Tatum 50 points, Kemba Walker 29 on top of it. Uh, a dozen-dozen, double-double for Tristan Thompson. 118-100. is in a playoff game. It's technically, it doesn't go in the playoff record books. It's not a regular season game so either. It's it? a play-in tournament game. I guess they're going to just keep their own statistics of a history in the play-in tournament. And, and I, I will just say to the NBA, what are you doing? You know, you remember the, the, the again. I, I everything goes back to pop culture, which is probably one of the many reasons why I'm excited to have Rolling Stones' Alan Seppenwall uh, an hour number three to talk about the passing of Charles Grodin and talk about Midnight Run. He wrote a great piece about Midnight Run being sort of like the Casablanca of buddy buddy movies. And um, but remember the Phantom Zone from uh, Superman, Superman, where they put General Zod in his in his. Uh, and his uh, cohorts in it, and it, they're hurtling through space, and then, you know, Superman saving the Eiffel Tower shoves a nuclear bomb into the uh, into space, and it shat. That's what shatters the Phantom Zone, and then all. Holy heck! Breaks loose in yeah, Superman too. That's the playing tournament. Like, what are we? What is it? How is this not a playoff game? I have no idea. Because ask the Charlotte Hornets if they were in a playoff game last night. Yeah. I don't think they knew it. Ask the Grizzlies <laughs> or the Spurs. I know. Well, I mean, understood. <laughs> I mean, but they're gone. They're eliminated. They're done. It's over. Yeah, it's yeah, over. And, it's you know, and the Pacers put up a 144 in a game that was an, it was, that was an elimination game. If you're going to make us watch this, this is the first one out of the gate. If you're going to tell everybody how much fun this is and how important it is and you're going to shorten the regular season on top of it, and see how this goes, and tell, you know, Charlotte, thanks for playing, goodbye, and Indiana, hey, you got a shot to now make the playoffs writ large. How is this not a playoff game? 
Tonight's game is going to have a playoff feel to it. So Curry and LeBron, this is not technically another playoff game for them in their careers. Why are we playing this? They have to be sitting back saying this doesn't count. At any rate, tonight's going to be fun. Jeff Van Gundy is going to join us in a few minutes' time. Congrats to the Celtics. Congrats to the Pacers. It's now Pacers at Wizards coming up on Thursday night. And we'll see how Russell Westbrook does. Stats, once again, look pretty decent, but... Something was off yesterday. I don't know, like. man. It's just I root for the guy. I want to see him. I want to see him drop fifty. He just doesn't do it in the playoffs more often than not. I mean, I don't know his entire playoff stat line career, but we'll see what happens tonight with the Wizards, uh, the Warriors, and the the Lakers, and before that, the Grizzlies and the Spurs. That's an elimination game to kick off the night. And Jeff Van Gundy will be joining us in a matter of moments. Hey, Chris, did you uh, see what happened in baseball last night? I was watching some baseball last night. Well, I saw all kinds of things. Uh, our buddy uh, Shohei Otani did it again. Put, hashtag, hashtag free Otani. Put one in the... Put one in the... Um, Hit it to Disneyland. Put one in the uh, seer, the batter's eye. That guy's amazing. amazing. And then and now, and now, by the way, and, and he's going to start this weekend, right? Yeah, he pitches kind of every six or seven days. Here's the crazy thing with Otani, okay? He has more home runs, I think, in the last couple of days or three days than extra base hits he's given up as a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's sick, man. I love this, this dude, man. I love this Honestly, dude. like this is... I think Jason Stark said it like this is happening on on this earth that you're living on. Like that's how out of this world he is. And unfortunately, you know, typical of the Angels, Mike Trout's now out 6 to 8 weeks. Yeah. Yep. And so this remarkable now 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 Otani's beginning to stare at his home runs. He's beginning to sort of Feel it? Did he you see t- that he, he took, took an couple, awful long took time awful to get to, to get out of the box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, by the way, good good, good for him. Yeah, as they, the unwritten the way, rules of baseball will hit later on. And they were also down five nothing Sox. when he hit the home run. Like uh, I, I know, but he <laughs> should be, he should feel it, man. Hell yeah, he man. should feel it. And 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 we need so much more of that. And I just wish he'd be doing it for a winning team. Maybe he could. You know, Angels go on a tear. But no trout for six to eight weeks. I doubt it. Yeah, they lost again last night. And so I, I'd love for it to be somewhere where the whole country is seeing it or watching it and talking about it because it is so special. Honestly, it is. I'm uh, knock on wood, a healthy 51-year-old man. I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. And it is very special to see, especially since we now live in an age where I don't, get excited by no hitter alerts. Yeah. I just don't I just like okay. All right. No hitters are 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 more of a dime a dozen now all of a sudden and the reason why well, you know is cuz nobody puts the ball in play anymore. It is not a premium anymore to put the ball in play anymore. It just isn't. That's the day and age we live in in baseball as well. Spencer Turnbull, by the way, congratulations to you. I mean that that I don't know. Spencer Turnbull sounds like a Deadwood character, right? <laughs> not, not, like, not, here not. comes old Spencer Turnbull. You don't want to cross. You don't want to double cross him when he goes to the Bella Union. Not nice. You know, so he's firing. He's firing darts. 
And congrats to him. It's just it it is so special, and the Tigers aren't winning very much. The old English D hasn't had a lot of W's. So to see it, congratulations to him. But it's the second time in 12 days that the Mariners have been no hit. That performance by the Mariners last night on May 17th, right? May 18th, pardon me. On May 18th, sunk their team batting average to 199 on the season. The league is hitting together 236, just a few points higher than the number of at the percentage of at bats that end in a strikeout. I'm sorry, man. I, I I don't want to be one of those people that talks about baseball in the first block of my show when it stinks or screws up. I love the sport. I love, love, love it. That's why I led with Otani. That's why later on in the show, before we get to Tony La Russa still acting like a caveman, we're going to talk about Kevin Pillar. Hmm. The New York Met who takes one off the face and then meets with the media and talks about it and is concerned about the mental state of the pitcher who hit him. There are beautiful things about baseball. The state of the game right now is not beautiful. We're talking about spin rates for 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 pitchers and everybody throws 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And then when you couple that with the concept of exit velocity off a bat is more important than actual contact from the bat. And then you're positioning people. You're allowed to position people wherever the hell you want. Short right field. Hits that come off the bat when you're watching the game, you think that's a hit. That's a base hit. And that, somebody was a th- Manny Machado, third baseman, standing in right short right field catching it. It's just like, I'm not here to say, wow, what a well-scouted team the Padres are. I don't tune into baseball to say, wow, these analytics guys and these advanced scouts, all due respect, yeah. they're 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 great, man. They are really good because we know some guy standing in short right field. Good job. Way to keep the guy off of base. Well, what about the fan who's just tuning in watching Cardinals Padres on a Sunday night because I like baseball and I just want to see a game and I have no Rooting interest in it whatsoever, maybe outside of the fantasy that my my son and I are playing together, my sons and I and my daughter, who's becoming more interested in it. You know, I mean, something has to be done. I'll say it. Get rid of the friggin' shift. I'm sorry. I know all these managers that we've interviewed. They've come on the show, and I've asked them all, and they're all like, you're out of your mind. Well, they're too nice, like Dave Roberts and we're A.J. Hinch, to not say it. That they have a right to place their players where they Hit it where they're not. I don't come to the ballpark or sit in my seat to watch somebody try and bunt it up the third baseline or see somebody get a, a double on some Baltimore chop that barely reaches the third base bag because the positioning is so off kilter. I wish I could come here and sit here and say, wow, no headers, that's so rare. There's been five already this year. The last year we saw five this early in a baseball season was 1917. I 
uh, get rid of the shift, figure out something else to do with the mound, maybe moving it back. I never thought I would say something like that. Everyone throws 102 now. Everyone throws 102. Nobody wants to. No, it, it, if somebody goes five innings, it's it's a miracle. There's openers and closers now. And then on top of all of it, it's just like, can somebody put the ball in play? Is there any shame in hitting 205 anymore? There isn't. Golden sombreros turn into platinum sombreros turn into, you know, Bitcoin sombreros. You know, I mean, like. Well, it, not today, Rich. Not today. I know that. I know that's bad news for that. I get it. But you know what I'm saying? I feel you. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy about tonight's game that he's calling here in Los Angeles, last night's contest, and so much more. Kevin Love will join us in hour number two as well. And then hour number three is going to be all over the map. Pop culture talk with Alan Sepinwall and the passing of Charles Grodin and my buddy, uh, former TV news executive Ben Sherwood. He's got a new youth sports app that you might be interested in. Certainly as youth sports is coming roaring back as more and more of this country is being vaccinated and my 12-year-old got the Pfizer shot yesterday and more and more youth sports are, uh, are getting back online. So we've got a lot to talk about here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Back with Jeff Van Gundy in a moment. Let's talk about the white-hot OG line of putters, everybody. Uh, I played yesterday, Christopher. Oh, baby. How'd you do? Uh, not only did I use the uh, Epic Speed Driver, Ooh. but I used the white-hot OG line of putters. Yeah, you did. I did. Um, and put it all together, I shot a 90. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. As we know, that's uh I shot a 90. That's nice. And you. I rolled a couple in, and it felt so good. And then, of course, I got the old spin around the cup, and I... We'll just tell Snatch Callaway this. Out. I just will tell Callaway this. Like Kevin Na. I will tell Callaway this with their white hot OG line of putters that I used yesterday. It is operator error. <laughs> Fully admit. Fully admit it is operator error because when you feel it, that almost mythical combination of sound feel and roll, I feel like a tour player. I just feel more confident over the ball. The two ball, the Rossi, the number seven, the rest of the head shapes that sport modern upgrades from my, and mine surface milling for an ultra-premium look to inspire that confidence that I feel over the ball. And then, of course, there's that revolutionary, old-school, iconic, famous urethane insert that golfers everywhere have come to love. It's legendary then. It's iconic now. See the white-hot OG family of putters today at odysseygolf.com. Jeff Van Gundy, when we come back on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. I don't know if you're aware, but you going to Yale was brought up on game two of the NBA Finals. No way. Yes, because... Was it the part where the Cavs were really losing at the end? No, it's not that. (laughs) It's not that. No. It's that uh, Jeff Van Gundy, who was on the broadcast, said he went to school with you. No way. In a class. Do you... Sorry, Jeff. Don't remember you. (laughs) You weren't that memorable. (laughs) Oops. You don't remember mm-hmm. Jeff Van Gundy? I'm in afraid class? I don't. I'm afraid I don't. Because the reverse is, is true. <laughs> no. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I so don't. Your phone wasn't lighting up from friends saying. No, hey. I wish I'd seen it. I wish I'd seen him. I would have been able to see his face and maybe, you know. But well, I was. Well, I mean, uh, I think we could. Can we bring up a picture of Jeff yeah. Van Gundy? I don't know. So just stroll down memory lane here with uh, with Jody Foster. The one oh. in the middle is Jeff Van Gundy. Does that does that ring a bell that to you? That rings no bell whatsoever. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no class reunions at all with Jody Foster and Jeff Van Gundy. Okay. I'm thrilled, though, that that's, that's thrilling news to me. We did notice last NBA Finals, I don't think we've had you on since then, that we noticed you mentioned on the air that uh, you were classmates with Jody Foster at Yale. And I think... Yeah, and then you cheap-shotted me afterwards. No, I don't know. I don't like, know about cheap... You brought her on and, well, and just... Well, same total indifference to my existence in the world. Did I cheap shot you there, Jeff? I mean, it was a setup. (laughs) I I mean, you know, you know what the crazy part is? And stop me if I've told you the story. Go for it. But so our freshman year, there was 12 guys on the floor and we had some like brainiac students. And then we had some misfits that didn't belong there like myself. And so we all threw in a hundred dollars and said, "Hey, the first guy uh, that gets a date with Jody Foster, you win the money, right?" So it's twelve hundred bucks. Wow! So I'm coming back from the gym in the early fall, and there's a candy shop right outside the big quad for freshmen, and all these sirens are going by, and so I stop right in front of the candy store and watch the sirens go by. 
the popcorn is popping. It smells great. And from behind me, uh, someone goes, man, that popcorn smells good. And I turn around and I'm going to say, yeah, it does. And it's her. <laughs> and I totally choke. And I say, yeah, yeah. And I run to my dorm. Right? I was scared. I was intimidated by her. So if she doesn't remember me, it's because I blew my one chance. Oh. Not only at the money, but to meet fame right there. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We've had great times with Jeff Van Gundy, who's about to join us here on the program. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Back here on our radio audience, as well as our Peacock audience. If you want to watch us every day, on Peacock, PeacockTV.com, and uh, sign up. We're free. We're on NBC Sports on Peacock after Dan Patrick every single day. Um, Is our next guest on the phone line, Christopher? Yes, sir. He is calling tonight's game here in Los Angeles on ESPN, the final game of the first round of the play-in tournament that is new for all of us, including the longtime NBA head coach and ESPN NBA analyst, Jeff Van Gundy. How are you, Jeff Van Gundy? Doing fine. How are you? I am doing well. Let's, uh, before getting into tonight, what you thought of last night's affair, uh, Tatum dropping 50 on uh, the Wizards to set up uh, the Wizards hosting the Pacers who blew the doors off the Hornets. What'd you think of last night's action? I thought the Pacers looked really good, and obviously Tatum was great. It's interesting. Tatum had 50, but it's not it's not counted in regular season stats, and it's not counted in playoff stats. So what is it? Like, I, I don't understand how that can't be construed as a playoff game. I'm I'm with you, Jeff. I don't understand. Like, so why are we not calling that a playoff game? I mean, exactly. Like, they're if they they're in the playoffs now. So right. if they didn't win, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. I, I, it's got to go somewhere. It can't. You can't have a <laughs> records set in just a new category called play-in records. That can't be what we want. So um, anyway, but I, I thought I thought Indiana looked terrific. I thought. Uh, Boston, even though they've had, you know, these injuries, you know, it shows just how dangerous they can be in a one-game setting. Now, I don't think they have a chance necessarily to upset New uh, Brooklyn, but I, I was so impressed with how Tatum played, how Kimball Walker played. They were excellent. Yeah, they combined for 79 points last night, and – you know, I guess we, we can eventually talk about what Boston versus the Nets looks like, and we can assume what it certainly minus Jalen Brown looks like. But before we get to that, uh, it's it just, you know, his, his statistics, regardless of whether they're regular season playoff or State Farm playing tournament, maybe that's what it is, uh, Jeff. The, the record goes into a State Farm book somewhere. Um, so... What, what do you make of Westbrook? The numbers, you know, hey, you got a double-double, 20 and 14, but you watch the game and it's just like that. that is so not bringing your A game to an A game required moment, mostly once again for him. They, I think Washington did a really good job of getting to the eighth seed and the difference between eight and nine is obviously all you have to do is win one game to get in the playoffs. So they didn't play well last night. Uh, the Wizards as a whole, but particularly the two best players, uh, Westbrook and Beal, but they get another shot at it. Um, and so it'll be interesting, you know, playing at home. 
you know, how do they respond? I would, I would suspect they would play well, and uh, no one's more injured than Indiana. It's even hard to know who's in their starting lineup. Uh, but they played a heck of a game, really good on offense. Uh, Sabonis is terrific. They're going to have their work cut out for them. But I think, you know, the Wizards will bounce back play a much better game, and they're going to have to if they're going to beat Indiana. So uh, just, I guess, writ large, once again, Russell Westbrook's game in the playoffs. I I guess when he was up 3-1 against the Warriors when he was a teammate of Durant was his high watermark of his his playoff career, one would say. Um, Does does he – I'll just point blank it. Does he shrink in the big games, do you think, Russell Westbrook? I don't know. I thought he played uh, like – I'm trying to remember back, was it game four in the finals against Miami that he was so very good? Um, I, I'm forgetting now exactly the game, but I don't think it's necessarily he shrinks. I think he has a uh, uh, a game that is high risk, high reward. You know, he's not a great shooter. He'll take some risk uh, with his passing, so sometimes he has big turnovers. Uh, but he makes... Uh, some incredible plays to sometimes offset those, you know, non-strengths. Uh, and, and I think overall the the teams that have him uh, win at a pretty high rate. So I, I think, um, you know, he's an interesting guy. I don't think he's necessarily – I don't get as wrapped up in the triple doubles and – like that that does not mean as much to me as it does to some. I, I just like to use my eyes uh and watch and I think overall he has a very positive impact on really every team that I've seen him play for. And that doesn't mean there's not ups and downs or or things that you wish maybe he did a little bit better, shoot it more consistently. But overall, um you get a good effort from him every night. Uh, he cares deeply about winning and his, his teammates and his coaches. And that, for a great player, is not always the case. So uh, I really respect him and what he's been able to accomplish. Jeff Van Gundy here on the Rich Eisen Show. What are you looking forward most to seeing tonight between the Lakers and the Warriors, you call them this game? Well, I think the Lakers are obviously the much better team when healthy. Uh, I think Steph Curry has the superpower to carry any team in a given night. So I'm really interested to watch how the best team uh, defensively in our league defends Curry through the regular season. They've defended him very well. Uh, They're big. uh, They're smart. And I'm going to be, I'm really interested in that. And if, he can't have one of those, you know, superpower nights. Is Wiggins good enough to go get 25 to 30 tonight uh, so that they'll have a chance to score enough to win? So is the MVP playing in this game tonight for you? You know, one thing I would say is, like, I don't vote on those awards because I don't see, like, every team enough to – say that's the guy but I'll I do believe this about Curry there is absolutely no player more valuable to his team than Steph Curry is to the Warriors so you could be as valuable you could vote and 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 make a 
a serious case for Jokic, and, and he's had a remarkable year. But when I watch the Warriors, um, I think I'm looking at a guy who's as valuable to his team as any player that I remember in basketball. I, I, I just have a difficult time again um, saying that Jokic is the MVP because of what the Nuggets did with him and what he did for them. And it is remarkable with the injury of Jamal Murray occurring and what he did after that. Because that, but Curry doesn't, you know, get the credit for being most valuable based on the fact that he didn't have Clay Thompson. He knew that from jump. And that, so I can't, I can't compare the two. Now you could sit here and say Jokic's team was 22 games above 500, and that's a different story. And, you know, obviously the Warriors are, are in a play-in game in that sort of nether world of a, of a play-in game tonight. That's that, that the argument. I, I can't square that argument, Jeff Van Gundy. That's the one I have a problem with. Yeah, and I don't think you have to. Like, people, I know there's people out there who look at numbers and, you know, they'll come up with these what they call advanced stats and and you can call them that, or you can call them BS. Like I, you know, I, I think you can make a case for a lot of it, right? Uh, but when you're talking about Curry, I think this is the best and most powerful I've ever seen him at helping a team dramatically overachieve. It's not just the numbers he puts up; it's the gravity he draws to himself that opens up opportunities for the complementary players that they have that are okay, but certainly not, you know, standout complementary players, but because of his greatness attracting so much attention and how he plays the game off the ball, it generates such high quality shots for the other guys comparatively to what they could get when he's not in the game that I think that has been a little bit overlooked and uh, and that is not to diminish Jokic at all. Like Jokic, if you vote for him, like that's that makes sense. There, there's no question he's had a great year, and he's done for the Nuggets what Curry does for the Warriors, which is they play great even when guys are out with injury because he's that good, and he is certainly the best passing big man. I've seen since Walton and Sabonis. Mm. Uh, I mean, he is a fabulous, fabulous passer. Jeff Van Gundy here on the Rich Eisen Show. As Monty Williams, Chris Paul, and the rest of the Suns sit at home tonight and watch you and the rest of the ESPN crew broadcast this game, who do you think they're rooting for? I know that they'll play whoever they got to play, et cetera, so on and so forth. Yeah, they're, deep down. I'm sure they're rooting for the Warriors. You know, they're not going to say that, but it would make sense. The Warriors aren't as good a team. And I don't even know, like, this idea, we don't want to give them any bulletin board material. Guess what? Like, the Warriors know the Suns want them to win, and the Suns want the Warriors to win. Does that mean (laughs) that it would be a walkover of a series? Absolutely not. But it, it would give them a better chance to win in the first round. But I like the whole Suns attitude. Whoever we play, we're not going to try to manipulate by dropping games. 
we're, we're, we're going to play who's in front of us because our goals are we got to beat everybody. So we're going to play who's ever in our path. And I think that mindset is a championship mindset. I think it gives them uh, the, the right attitude going into the playoffs regardless of who they end up playing. But they certainly – would rather face the Warriors. Well, I mean, there was such a conversation over the last, uh, you know, weekend that the the Clippers and Ty Lue uh, purposefully lost the last two games to avoid being in the part of the bracket that sees the Lakers uh, prior to a Western Conference final. And, you know, Ty saying, I don't care what people say. I don't read Twitter, Snapchat, or whatever, whatever he says. But um, what about the idea that you want to get the Lakers now, like right now, before where, where there might be some doubt in their heads that there is still maybe LeBron not 100% as he says he'll never be that way again? Like, what about the concept of getting them now? Go for it. First yeah. thing right out of the gate. Well, I, I think, Rich, it's like I agree with everybody. <laughs> I agree with Ty Lue. He shouldn't care what anybody else thinks. He has to make decisions that are in the best interest of the team, whatever he feels those are then people who are judging those decisions have every right to say, I think it's weak what they did. And that they are trying to, they're not necessarily like strategizing health. This is about avoidance. Like the, you know, and so you can agree with, I agree with both people. Like I agree that Ty Lue, he should do what he feels gives them their best chance. I also agree that the media shouldn't be constrained from judging what the decisions are. But I do believe the Clippers have the best talent in the Western Conference. I don't even think it's particularly close. Now, I thought that last year as well. And they didn't play as well in those last three games against Denver as they would have wanted to. So I'm interested to watch how they play this year in the playoffs. Are they... Are they stealed a little bit from that failure last year? Or that, and I shouldn't say failure, disappointment last year. Um, are their best players going to play their best when their very best is needed uh, when it gets into the nitty-gritty of these close playoff games? See, those things to me um, mean a lot more when you have the best team than who you actually play in the first round. Like, if I was the Clippers myself, I, w- I wouldn't worry about, I would just try to be playing well. Before so I, I wouldn't worry. I'm the best team. I'm not worried if it's uh, L.A. or Golden State or whoever it's going to be, Denver, Dallas. I, I feel I'm better, and we're going we're gonna to rock when it, when it comes time to play and play well. And knowing that in the Western Conference, everybody's good. So you're, you're not getting like a break no matter who you play. It's not like Dallas with Doncic if they're healthy as any, you know, piece of cake. So um, I, I like Ty Lue's attitude. I think the, the, the critiques are justified. And, like, I'm just so interested in how the Clippers respond and how they play because I think, like I said, I think they're the most talented team in the West. Um, and I think they should feel that way and have that confidence. But it's got to be backed with action. Before I let you go, Jeff Van Gundy, what a moving weekend it was at the uh, the Hall of Fame um, and watching everybody go in from, obviously, Duncan and KG, who you coached against, Rudy Tomjanovich, who you eventually 
succeeded as Rockets coach. And then, of course, there's Kobe Bryant and and others that went in. Do you have a great Kobe story that you can share with us, your favorite Kobe story, whether it was coaching against him or broadcasting one of his games, Jeff? Well, I think I I love coaching against him because great players like Duncan and, and Garnett, A, they humble you because even when you have what you think is a solid plan, they can, you know, rip that plan to shreds. But um, I was broadcasting, and it was one of the years, I don't know if it was the year, it must have been the year the Celtics beat him. What was that, 2008? Hmm. Um, and I had said Kobe was first-team all-defense. And uh, in game one, I said um, I thought Kobe would be on my a first team all last all last five minutes of a close game defensive team, but all defense I don't think you know because he's had so much on him to score I don't think he deserved to be on the all defense right I said I think Shane Battier who I coached in Houston should have been so before game two um, uh, we're going to interview you know players and coaches and and Bryant is in there. Or Brian is gonna is coming in, and he walks around the hall, and he walks in, and he says, "I can't, I can't wait till you come back to coaching, because I'm going to effing shut your best player down. I promise you that in the first game." And it was great how he went back at me for critiquing his defense. That's the thing I loved about Brian. Like Brian, everything was personal. Everything was a challenge. Um, I loved coaching against him. I appreciated him for the love of the game and the competition. And uh, you know, he was a you know he was one of the he was the last of a breed of workhorses who you know played every game and played through things that you know it's not we're not going to see it again. And I, I just appreciate him for the for getting the numbers for just the great competitor he was. He has no load managing Kobe Bryant. So uh, what what did you say to him when he said that to you in that meeting? What Did you respond? Oh, I, I said, say? we're going right at you the first five plays because I know you're not guarding all five plays. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And he had a few more choice words for me. But <laughs> sure. see, that, you know what the thing that I, I, I was told this, like, I think, or I read it, you know, be, uh, try hard not to offend try even harder not to be easily offended right and like kobe bryant even though i didn't like i don't know him well um you know just competition uh great respect for him and his greatness um but like you could say stuff like that to him and you didn't feel like you know you you weren't trying to offend and he wasn't easily offended, but you could you could banter back and forth. Um, and he and again he he didn't have like delicate feelings. So it was it was to me it was easy to talk to him, um, even though I didn't know him great. Jeff, really appreciate the call as always. Look for my call throughout these playoffs that uh, uh, that will I guess begin uh, officially once the playing tournament's over. Since this technically isn't a playoff game. That said, I will be with the rest of the country watching you tonight. So thank you. All right. Take care, Rich. All right. That's Jeff Van Gundy from the worldwide leader in sports, Warriors, Lakers, tipping off tonight with Jeff and the rest of the gang on the call. 
Let's take a break because when we come back, um, you know, Jeff said that he hasn't seen all the teams and play as much so he could feel confident naming an MVP. Well, we haven't seen all the teams either, but we're still confident. Yeah, of course. So our MVP and coach of the year and all and our first and second team NBA teams, the Rich Eisen Show Awards coming up next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What is going on with you, Jim Brockmeyer and Brent Musburger? This is my Musburger face. <laughs> no, you can't put that to bed, Rich Eyes. You know why you can't put it to bed? Okay. Because he's a punk. That's why. <laughs> Brent Musburger is a P-U-N-K punk. The man is a thief. Okay? Brent Musburger is a thief. How so? Stole my line. What line was that? This is for all the Tostitos. Remember that? This is for all the Tostitos. Remember when he said that? Everybody in the business, no, it's not funny. Everybody in the business knows that my line. But he went ahead and used, that's what I always yell when I climax inside of a woman. <laughs> or, or when I'm just, when I climax all by myself. Musburger knew that was my line. He used it anyway at the BCS title game. And ever since then, now I have to yell out, uh, ruffles have ridges. And it's not, <laughs> it's not the same thing. So verdict, what's the verdict of all that? What's, what did you take from that? He's a punk. Musburger's a punk. That's right. Here he is, Brent Musburger. How are you, Brent? Hey, Rich. Rich, I'm great. Listen, uh, you guys, you and the producers, you deserve, oh, man, a pat on the back. I'm, I'm so proud of you guys for trying to help 
resurrect little Jimmy Brickmeyer's career. We all know the problems. We all know the problems that he had in the past. But I, mm-hmm. if, if anybody, if anybody can help Brickmeyer, it's you, Rich. Yeah. Well, he says that you stole all the Tostitos from him, Brent. Is that is that true, or what do you know? Back no, I got paid. I got paid by a company <laughs> to drop the name. I got three Tostitos for a week. What are you talking about? Okay. What's he talking about? You okay. know? All right. uh, the man's delusional. We, we we know he's got mental problems to break down, you know? It's really interesting yeah, because as we started these in here in Las Vegas, and uh, Brickmeyer was having trouble getting a job. So, so he, he yeah. called our executives and... You know, I got to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell anybody. Okay. This, but we always we always talk to prospective announcers just to get an idea. Do they really know anything about sports gambling, or are they just pretending? And I, I got to tell you, a general manager he interviewed Brick Meyer and <laughs> asked him about uh, uh, a three team parlay, and and our and our boy Jimmy. Mm-hmm. He thought that that was two hookers with him in a Morristown hotel room. <laughs> you, know, you know, Jesus, we would have loved to help him out, but uh, wow, but we just can't. I wish him the best. He's so delusional. And uh, listen, let him go at it. For all the Tostitos, baby. Oh, man. Fun <laughs> stuff back in the day. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We have some phone callers. We'll take your calls in a matter of moments here on the show. Kevin Love will join us in hour number two. I always enjoy chatting with Kevin. Um, I think I last saw him on a flight. I think he was on oh. that uh, transatlantic flight back from London. I did a game a couple of years ago. Nice. Saw him and his uh, lovely then-girlfriend, now fiance. I don't know if they got married, but... Kate Bach. Yeah. yeah. Life's good for Kevin Love. Life's good for Kevin <laughs> So, um, how much time do we're back on our radio audience, Mike Del Oh, we're back. I didn't know that. Well, sorry, that's sorry, good to know. Good I'm to know, sorry, Mike. Rich. I don't know what you're doing over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pressing buttons. Doing no, really I stuff. was thinking about oh, good. TJ. UCLA's own Kevin. He's thinking about UCLA's own Kevin Love. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. TJ Jefferson, this was your idea. You came in yesterday with uh, uh, pieces of paper, or I'm holding them up right here. These are ballots. You created ballots. I did. Rich Eisen show all NBA awards. Just trying you, to earn my keep, Rich. You you, uh, you came to me. You went to Brockman. Um, first and second team MVP, uh, M, uh, all NBA, NBA team, all NBA. MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went right past El Tufo, and you well, gave a ballot know. to Adam, our call screener. <laughs> well, they know better. Well, okay. I, I, I cleared it with Mike first. Yeah, he asked. I, I said, can Adam serve as your proxy Adam's for this? Adam's the basketball guy, man. I give so, it. I, um, so we put in our, our thoughts for first and second team uh, all NBA. And MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year. We haven't seen all the teams. Jeff Van Gundy's responsible enough to say, I don't really have a vote, so I don't really want to come on a show right here. So I haven't seen all the teams to be able to say this sort of stuff. We don't care. Nah. <laughs> uh, we don't care. Please. We've got three hours to fill every day. Um, so um, put up uh, Mike Hoskins, the MVP, defensive player, the rookie, the coach of the year. Here's putting all our ballots together. Ooh. The uh, most valuable player, according to the Rich Eisen Show staff, which is four of us, is uh, Nikola Jokic Rich, of the by Denver the way, Nuggets. We didn't look at each other's picks no, either, we did so not. this is news to me right These now. Are all, this is all news to okay. everybody. MVP. Defensive player of the year is Rudy Gobert. Rookie of the year, Anthony Edwards. And 
Tom Thibodeau oh, of the fits. New York Knickerbockers. I um, I don't know about you guys, but you I'm now looking. I'm the only one who did not put the Joker first. I gave him a second round. You a went second. Steph? Of course I went yeah, Steph. Yeah, you went Steph. I'm consistent here. Everybody else put the Joker. Um, I went Embiid for third. Um this is the one that Brockman. This is the one that doesn't have any. You 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 did red ink. Chris? I, did, I did. Okay, red great. Ink. You didn't put your name on it. Oh, I didn't know. Um, what we were doing all good. No, uh, I, yeah, you went Joker and bead Steph. Uh, Adam went Joker and bead Steph, and um, you TJ went uh, Joker Curry and bead. Oh, good. Did you yeah, put your I, guy second? Huh? I flip flop. Well, I because he missed so many games. That's the only reason I flip flop over Steph and Joker. Why don't you even put a third Joker. place coach of the year? You just it's either Monty Williams or Thibodeau, huh? I, I thought had I thought I had um, Steve Nash. Oh, no, sir, I Steve, Steve Nash. Nash. You did not yeah. put Steve Nash, huh? Well, yes, and then we talked about yeah. this, and I think look, you can look at the roster and look at the names and say, wow, this team is so loaded. Like, of course they're going to win games, but James Harden came late. Missed a lot, missed a lot of time. Kyrie went Kevin on Durant some sort of walkabout, and Kyrie took two a walls. So yeah. Steve Nash was dealing with a lot. You're dealing with a lot with that much talent, and you to know, still win 45 plus games. I think that was really impressive. And he never coached before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Monty Williams got your first place vote. Yeah. So I, I I thought I had Nash third. Maybe I just forgot. no, you just forgot him. Uh, ben Simmons was your choice for Defensive Player of the Year. Absolutely. Okay. You want to add on to the absolutely because you're the only one who put them in first place. Well, I'm the only one that really watches basketball. Very good, you know. Like, Very wow. good. Wow. Rookie of the year, Lamelo got hurt for me, so yeah, um, that was a bummer. That's the end of that. Tyrese Halliburton was your second place vote, and you once again didn't go third place. So it's interesting that you're the one who created the balance and then did, weren't bothered to fill them all out. Well done. No, I, if you see, I had a tie. I did a Jason Kidd, Grant Hill. Oh, yeah. And Edwards and slash Lonzo Ball. Yeah, it was hard to differentiate. So the, guy, the guy who follows all the basketball uh, puts Lonzo down instead of LaMelo. Hey, you can make the same mistake by asking uh, for a fantasy trade. I was like, did you try to trade for him too? This is I mean, all going said. so very well. Big ball of brand, we here to stay. Okay, so uh, put up the uh, uh, first and second all NBA teams based on our ballots. Here we go. Uh, first team is Steph Curry and Damian Lillard in the backcourt. Giannis and Julius Randle. Who the heck voted on this? Who did this? And uh, Jokic is the center. I didn't do this. I think, you know, Randall what happened was. Of Luka? Uh, Luka Doncic and Chris Paul are the second team backcourt. Kawhi and Jimmy Butler are the second team uh, frontcourt with Embiid. I think. Hoskins took it upon himself to combine everything and do the position thing. Well, Joyce Randall, shit, that, that's a poor representation of us if we have Joyce Randall on our first team. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, I. Joyce Randall, great season, shouldn't be higher than second team, probably third team. I put this year, him, but... I, I put Julius Randall on my second team. Yes, I think my I first too. team was Curry, Lillard, Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, uh, my second team was Chris Paul and Luka. Gobert, Randall, and Tatum. I put Tatum oh, on Tatum, my second. Nice, I mean, nice. I mean, the t- he was tremendous this year. Dude is tremendous. Your Brockman, your first team was Joker, Giannis, Steph, Luca, and Dame Lillard. CP3, Embiid, Butler, Kawhi, and Randall were your back end. Mister, I follow basketball. Was Joker, Embiid, Curry, Giannis, and Luca is your first team All NBA? That's a strong first team. Lillard, man. Paul, Kawhi, Randall, Gobert, second team. Gobert on the second. Yeah. I put him on my second team also. 
Adam, our call screener, uh, put Paul George on his second team. <laughs> See, again, so you, you don't you, like you, it. You snicker because you didn't watch a lot of Clippers this year. Paul no, George Paul had, had a Paul great had an excellent no, season. I, I, Paul had an excellent. Um, we got to get Randall out of that season. first team, though. No, no offense. Oh, my goodness. The anti New York bias over there. Man. What Paul George are we going to get in the playoffs, though? That's the only thing that matters. I know. Well, he's out of the bubble. Pandemic P yeah, or playoff he's, P? He's, he's like, out of the bubble. That's good. What do we get? Paul George has been great this season, flown under the radar, much like Kawhi, because he doesn't talk. No one talks about the Clippers, so you might not have known. I mean, I, you had to put it just only two guards in there, and, uh, and that's why I put Curry and Lillard as mine. You know? I think Luka is one of those uh, kind of flex. Swing, he's a swing. Yeah, he's, he's kind a of swing. a flex position. And plus, year, like but. we said yesterday, Chris, the NBA seems like it's positionless at this point anyway, so. Yeah, the only one that, I mean, centers have a position, but how many centers, true centers, are there in the league? Exactly. You had Draymond for defensive player of the year, your third place vote I put right him there. on there, yeah. He's had a really great season defensively, and, you know, obviously Steph gets a little MVP love, but without Draymond... That team really doesn't have a uh, physical defensive identity, so I gave him some love. My third place rookie of the year vote because mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm a uh, you can take you take the boy out of New York and you can beat the New York fan Nick fan out of out of me thanks to the Dolan wormholes. I took uh, IQ. Mm. I took quickly. Nice. Hey, I think I, I I like watching him play. Man, I'm biased. Yeah. Makes Adam fun, took dude. Sadiq Bay as his third. Oh, Sadiq Bay. A little Detroit Piston love right there. Wow. But we went dibs. I went, I went. Who voted for, like, who were the votes for coach? Who got those? Um, I went dibs, Snyder, and Monty Williams. And Adam went dibs, Monty Williams, and Snyder. Um, Brockman went Monty Williams, Thibs, and Nash. And you just went two people because you couldn't be bothered to fill out your whole ballot. <laughs> Again, I t- the guy who made up the ballot. He's like, let's do this, guys. And I thought that was a great initiative <laughs> well, on your way, part. I had to collect to everyone's through. ballots. I had to like, get them on Brockman. You I had, had to let go no, on. I understand. You know? I understand. But uh, you're upset. <laughs> like, basically, Julius Randle is your la-la land over there, man. You're, 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 you're like waiting for uh, I think Ron I had Beatty to my come out team. and say that, wait a minute, we read the wrong thing. Well, because here's the deal. People are going to look at that on Twitter, and then we're going to hear a bunch oh, of crap. Man. About like we're stupid and don't know anything. Don't you understand? This is why I love you and your position that you have. Don't you understand that getting people to talk about it is really all that matters? Spell our name right. Come on, man. (laughs) If you have a problem with it, just look around the corner and look at Skip Bayless's house. (laughs) (laughs) Around what corner, though? (laughs) Hour two coming up.